Kia ora, and welcome to Te Heringa Waka, Victoria University of Wellington, the podcast. Sarah Forster from our comms team spoke with alumna Karen O'Leary about her passion for her day job as an early childhood teacher, and about her unplanned second career as an actor portraying Officer O'Leary on Wellington Paranormal. How are you? Very well, all things considered. <laughs> yeah. Um... So I'm Sarah, um, I'm from the university um, oh. and I just want to have a wee chat to you about um, kind of an alumni profile type thing, um, just talking about where you grew up, where you came from and, and what you're doing now. Oh, well that sounds, I love talking about all those things because I know them really well. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. All right, uh, where did you grow up, Karen? I grew up in Miramar in Wellington, so not very okay. far away from where I am right now. Um, yeah, in Miramar with my lovely family. Yeah. Cool. Who are you in your bubble with at the moment? I'm currently in my bubble with my wife, uh, Karen, and I have my son half of the time in my bubble. So he spends half his time in this bubble and half his time in his other mum's bubble. And cool. I've also got a, a good friend who's also in um, a, a children's band that I play in, Eilish Wilson, and she's staying in our bubble too. Excellent. What made you want to come to um, Victoria University of Wellington when you started your study? Well, uh, as a staunch and very proud Wellingtonian, um, I, it just kind of made sense after I left school. So I left, went to Wellington High School and then thought, oh, well, you know, I, did, I was okay at school stuff, so I thought I should go to university. Um, mm. And I didn't want to move away from Wellington. So Victoria not was my only option, but it was certainly the most sensible in regards to the city I wanted to live in. And also, you know, I thought it was well regarded. So that was good. Yeah. And what did you study? Well, the good thing about Victoria University, they got heaps of money from me because I would keep going back and back and back because I was um, <laughs> for lots of different reasons. Initially, I went and studied politics and zoology mm. and um, women's studies. Um, but I sort of, I went, to, so that was the first year out of high school. Um, and I went to, did a, you know, the first sort of maybe six months. And then you know how it is when you're a university aged person and sometimes other things get the, you know, take your focus. So then I sort of yeah. dropped out a little bit. Well, dropped out completely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was my first foray into it. And I think it was interesting because I, I found as a Wellington, as a Wellingtonian, maybe not, you know, not being part of the hostel environment meant that it was slightly harder to connect with other students. You know, I guess if you're a part of a hostel, then you've got that sort of community thing going. So it was as, as a mm. Wellingtonian, maybe that sort of that also impacted on my first my first taste of being at university. Um, but then, yeah. yeah. So then I left and just got worked for a little while, and then then realised I probably should get a natural job. And what a job I would like to get would maybe would be teaching. So I went and enrolled in in. Um, Teachers College, where it was when it was still at the um, Karori campus. Yeah, so I started mm. doing primary training. So I didn't start in early childhood. I started in primary because I hadn't realised how important early childhood was yet. I thought it was glorified babysitting. Yeah, but yeah, so you came out with um, a diploma or uh, a bachelor degree. in education. Be an ECE. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, I, it took me quite a long time to do it. Like I was at Vic for probably I think it was almost twelve years um, to get my degree, just because you know I kept just just trying different things out and sometimes trying not to hand in my assignments all the time. And that did really work overly well in getting my degree. But um, yeah, yeah. But I had a lot of fun. Fair enough. So what's your best memory um, of studying at the university? Do you have any particular favourite oh. lecturers or something you remember? 
Yeah, there would be some favourite lecturers. Philippa Smith, who was up at the Faculty of Education, was amazing. And she mm. really um, challenged my, um, my views and was someone that I think also maybe saw, saw some level of potential in, in me and also could see that I was very good at undermining that. So she was quite good. And Margaret Brennan as well was very good. I, um, she was in a, in a similar way, just, um, you know, when you know someone really knows what they're talking about and but does it and but presents it in such an authentic really genuine engaging way i think that's the key to to good lecturers and certainly not everyone mm. as an academic is necessarily good at presenting information to others so i think i always found those those lecturers that were um knew all their stuff but also had an engaging style of presenting because i think that's the best way to get a message across and i guess that's what i've learned mm. now you know with my teaching and also this other faux uh, not faux but this other acting stuff that, that that's mm. that's still, that is such a true thing yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, not everybody is a born teacher. Yeah, no. It's a real skill. And Anita um, Mortlock, she's great too, sorry. Anita Mortlock, she's worth mentioning. Um, and what was, in hindsight, the most useful thing you, you learned at the university? I think I learned and solidified my understanding that relationships with people are absolutely the most crucial thing that you can develop and spend time in investing in. Um, and again, that sort of spoke to maybe the, the, the career I'd chosen to, to take in terms of teaching, but I still think it's just a life lesson that is, is absolutely crucial. And if, if you get relationships right and you know how to relate to a diverse range of people um, in a positive way, then it, it sets you up for much more likely to set you up for success than for, for not success. Yeah. Uh, and did you meet anybody while studying that influenced the direction your life took after studying? I'm just trying to think because when I shifted from primary to early childhood, I was trying to think what was the, the main, who was the main instigator in that. I think it, I started working in early childhood as a reliever to, to pay for, you know, while I was studying primary. Um, so maybe it was more the people I met whilst, whilst working that mm. made me, well, actually, I, this, is, this is the most crucial part of, of education. And we need to have the most inspiring, engaging people in ECE. And I, I just, I really felt worried that we, we, we didn't have that. And again, that's all related to the public's perception of ECE and it's all, it's a vicious cycle. You know, if you're not, if you're not seen as a valued part of the sector, then you're only going to attract certain people to the profession. Um, mm. Yeah. But I guess in, from a university sense, yeah, like I said, Anita Mortlock, who was ECE, she was someone that I just found really inspiring. She was so engaging, so passionate about about ECE and the difference that it could make and the value that it had on children for children and families um, that I think I just thought oh hopefully I could be like her one day. And what's the best job you've had since living leaving university? What's, what's the best job you've had? Uh, certainly my job at Adelaide Early Childhood Centre yeah mm -hmm. so at first, first as a teacher and now as the uh, head teacher or centre manager or team leader or supervisor I never mm -hmm. know the word supervisor that's a ridiculous word um, yeah so yeah running that community-based early childhood centre um, has been such an amazing uh, such an amazing career to be part of and to have yeah yeah and how do you balance your job doing what you're doing at Adelaide Early Childhood Centre and being an actor well again it's all about relationships um and mm -hmm. i'm also very fortunate that because i've you know i've been at adelaide for 20 years now um right. so and they've always been really supportive and you know of, of this other opportunity that's come up um, and i guess it's just a matter of making sure that it works for adelaide and it is quite good you know if i swan off and you know do six weeks of filming here and there 
it means that other people at the centre are provided with opportunities to, you know, to step into leadership positions and mm. to add their own flag to the centre. And so that's actually not a bad thing, especially when you've got me, who's like an old piece of bread who's been there for 20 years. To have a bit of a change around every now and again is, is luckily for me, beneficial for the centre. So it means that I can sort of explore these two, these dual careers at the moment. Yeah. 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 Um, and what is your favourite thing about being a teacher? Building positive relationships and hopefully helping people build a positive sense of self and mm. um, hopefully help them to build an ability to relate to a diverse range of people and to see that I really, being a teacher is such a, is a, is a career or a, a profession where hopefully you can help people um, understand that the value and difference. And I think that's something that we all need to do a bit better. You know, there's often we talk about, we want the same thing for everyone. I, I don't think we do. I think what we want to do is to celebrate difference and to make difference seen as something that is so good to have. So that's what I think teaching provides you with a platform to do that, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so you've been doing awesome work for the New Zealand police around their um, COVID-19 campaign. Did, yep. Could you have predicted that when you became officer O'Leary? <laughs> no, if they said, hey, O'Leary, Karen, you're going to become the face of COVID, um, I would have been like, first of all, what's COVID? And second of all, I doubt it. Um, but yeah, I guess it has been really fun. We did do a couple of road safety ads for the New Zealand police at the end of last year, I think it was. Um, yeah, yeah. It was nice and because we didn't really know how the police, the actual New Zealand police were going to take the show, you know, because obviously it's, it's, a little bit, you know, it's a little bit on the nose and we obviously aren't very good at our jobs. Um, but they've been really positive and so supportive and, you know, and apparently there has been positive feedback you know, for them, like some of the, you know, the police officers report that people are a bit more friendly since the show. So I think it's full credit to the New Zealand police for being proactive about using entertainment and humour as a way to get their message across. And I'm just really mm. glad and lucky that apparently me and Mike Minogue can do that. Yeah. Um, and your name has been mentioned as someone who's going to be part of the curriculum TV channel. Yeah. I'm sure it's got a good title other than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually producing me out quite a bit at the moment. It's a very short amount of time to start to turn yeah. into a television segment just because of the nature of it, it's such a fast thing and no one really, you know, there's no, it's just been had to be produced so fast. So I'm just writing the scripts yeah. for that now. Yeah, so I'm doing the, there's an early learning segment. So it's 10 minutes um, aimed at providing, you know, just some tips and ideas for parents at home with young children, infants, toddlers and young children around how, you know, learning through play happens and, you know, children learning all the time, but just some some little things that you can do at home without having to have all the flash resources in the world, but that, you know, just that can support and extend their children's learning while they're, while they're in this weird lockdown bubble situation. Yeah, so mm. it'll be just me mucking about. No, not mucking about. Hopefully articulating what's happening when you're doing things like an obstacle course or when you're building a fort or when you're reading a book, you know, just, just going a little bit more in depth in terms of the learning that's actually happening when, when you're doing those things with your children. Yeah. So that must be quite an interesting thing to pitch, trying to talk to children, but also talk to the kids, talk to the parents at the same time. Trying to work out how on earth do I do yeah. that? But, um, <laughs> I'll just, who knows? Time will tell. I think I'll get better as it goes on, but I'll, you know, I, again, like I said, cause it's so, it's so rushed. Um, the first ones are going to be pretty organic, and I think it's certainly a case of you know learning as we go. Um, but yeah. hopefully, if it's if it's a little bit entertaining and there's some good messages that come through, that's you know that's all we can ask, and that's what we want to want to deliver. It's a good opportunity as well to highlight, I hope, the value of ECE because again, it is often misunderstood. So if I can get a few people to think, oh, actually, 
either, you know, there is, I can see what's happening here and what those trained qualified teachers are doing at my early, my child's early childhood center uh, is so good. Then mm. I think that will be the real benefit. Yeah. And final question, what advice would you have for yourself if you could travel back in time to the start of your university career? Would you have like started <laughs> off more quickly would, into the area you've I, moved into? Or? I know I would have got the I had a big chip on my shoulder for a quite a long time so I would have got that off given my chip on my shoulder to a seagull but maybe actually I would have waited a bit longer to know to, to make sure that I was ready to go into that and, and put my best foot forward because I think you know if you go in unprepared or with with doubt about what it is you're doing then it can it can easily become something that gets in the way of your success so I guess I would say make sure you 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 know what you're passionate about and if you go in with with passion and you know you're doing something that you care about then then you will be successful at it yeah that's good advice. Oh, cool. okay yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for taking time to ch chat to me um, oh, pleasure. Yeah, no worries to stay up to date with our latest podcasts, subscribe using your preferred podcast provider. Thank you to Te Korki School of Music alumni Kenyon Shanky and Stefan Patton for the use of their music. From Te Heringa Waka, Victoria University of Wellington, haere rā.